Well, good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, and you are tuning in to the Buckhead Business Show. This morning, we got a fabulous guest for you. We're going to talk about that thing that everybody needs but nobody wants to use, and it's called insurance. we got Bob Smith with us. He's going to bring us to both sides, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the rest of that insurance story. And stay right. tuned. We may have some sweets for you. <laughs> It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Hey, it's another great day in Buckhead, and we are so glad to be with you this morning. We are, as it says, the intro says, we're brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association in collaboration with all its good members and all the things that are going on good in Buckhead, and also from our friends at Serendipity Labs here in Buckhead and with many locations around the city. We'll get back to that a little later. But as I teach you with Bob Smith, you know, insurance, medical insurance, boy, it is so confusing these days. Bob, we are so glad to have you with us. I would ask you to tell, tell your bio, but I'll run part of that, but... Give me that transition phrase. What took you from selling candy to going to the to going to the insurance business? That's a long stretch. No, well, you know, uh, candy didn't get me down to Atlanta. You know, I was providing accounts receivable financing at the time, and from New York, I would travel down here, and this was a territory. I was selling money, accounts receivable financing to independent staffing services. I had uh, been a franchisee of a staffing service for eighteen years on Long Island. Uh, after I was involved with the candy industry. Um, at one time, we had sold our, our uh, company to Beatrice Foods, and I was with Beatrice for a while, and then I decided I want to get back and control my own destiny and became a franchisee. So you're one of those, quote, Yankees who came to Atlanta for a reason and liked so much you stayed? Well, and some people <laughs> call me a damn Yankee. I'm right? not going there on that part, <laughs> because but I, I we stay. are glad to have you. And because you're here now, you provide quite an interesting service uh, to people. Just let me give you some, some background. I think she, you shared this with me since uh, 2009. You've been focusing on the insurance industry. Exactly. And you've transitioned from accounts receivable to the insurance. So there had to be a need there or something you recognized that made you do all that licensing, put you in all that stress of dealing with people's money. So no. talk about that. So it's so interesting because I never would have thought I would be an insurance agent. You know, actually, I remember a movie with uh, Woody Allen, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> there was a scene in that movie where he was being put into solitary confinement because he tried to break out of jail and he was an inept, uh, not only bank robber, but uh, prison escapee. So the scene is the warden in the courtyard lifting a big metal uh, plate, uh, and now Woody Allen walking downstairs, followed by the stereotypical insurance agent talking annuities, life insurance, and to me, <laughs> that was what the insurance industry was about. And I found that in 2009, uh, when the world changed, uh, the economy changed a bit, and I was uh, looking for something, um, health markets found me and gave me an opportunity. They said something that I found so interesting, Bob. You'll be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Well, having the expertise to to help with insurance cl clauses and cases and in information and needs and rates. And I find and one of the things I want to talk about maybe uh, after we get through a few more parts is just the part, how important advocacy is and how extremely important education is mm. and how extremely important also the trust factor of 
being of having an insurance company be where you need it to be when you need it to be there. And that's requires so much preparation. I am glad to see that we, like many other states, have so many guidelines, rules, certifications, laws, tests, whatever we mm-hmm. have to try to prepare the insurance agent to best, uh, I won't use the word minister, but I will use the word help out their clients because mm-hmm. people could not possibly uh, – What's one of the terms you use in your process from Obamacare to Trump care to Bob cares? Exactly. So I, I like to say that uh, since 2014, we've transitioned from Obamacare to Trump care. But since 2009, my clients know Bob cares. Well, Bob. And, and, and when you talk about trust, Michael, uh, you know, it, it, insurance is such an important uh, item that everybody should have and hopefully nobody will need. But to have the trust of the person you're dealing with to take you down that road to help you navigate the issue uh, I'm involved with on the individual market. So that's a market, uh, independent contractors, retailers, folks who are have been the most negatively impacted by the Affordable Care Act, um, folks who do not get a subsidy. Their premiums have gone up extensively or extremely. Um, Medicare, um, folks, I've, I hear more uh, now than I've ever heard before, and typically we don't hear what I'm going to say, and that's folks that are 63, 64 saying, oh, boy, I wish I was older. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah, right, typically you don't hear that, but they want to age into Medicare. There's actually 10,000 people a day, a day. And aging into Medicare. So I, I like to say that I help folks that are 65 and over and those that are under 65 and then kiddingly, I say, but nobody in between. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I laugh at that because, uh, Rich, you're racing towards 65. Uh, the whole point is in insurance is it is one of those things you need to prepare for, and if you were better at it, you could win the lottery, but you can't. Right. So how do you begin to take somebody? Let's just use that, that typical case. At 60, we don't know exactly what all the rules are going to be when they're 65 and, mm-hmm. or 66 or whatever number is they've, they've managed to get their first Medicare claim. And, mm-hmm. you know, today people are crossing that transition already needing a lot of services. Talk about the, the uh, pre-existing condition type things. Think about the things that people 64, 65, 66, and 67 need to worry about. And then we're going to transition those back to the under 30 group that you do have to help serve. Today. Right. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to Medicare, and uh, you talked before about the training and what have you, you know, uh, to sell Medicare – you have to annually certify with the industry trade organization. It's called AHIP. Um, once you certify with AHIP, you then have to certify with each company that you're representing. So there is a lot of regulations in Medicare. Um, I, I can't walk up to somebody at Publix who has gray hair like, uh, like I do and say, oh, by the way, you look old. Uh, what are you doing for Medicare? You know, CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, not only frowns upon it, but um, it just, you know, uh, something we can't do. Um, so the training is extensive, the uh, awareness of different products each year. But I will say this, there's a lots of confusion. Um, I talk to people and, and, and they tell me they're inundated with mail. As oh. you're aging into Medicare, there are companies out there that know it. So you're inundated with mail, inundated with TV commercials, radio commercials, and it, it adds to the confusion. Well, it also adds to the overall cost of marketing, and it's got to it's impact the level of care. I mean, I, 
I, I happen to be in that category, which every year, for every reason, I get a piece of mail from every company that provides Medicare in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And that stack gets to be pretty high in the junk process. So how do you provide the bridge to allow people to get a better story? Because obviously most folks are not going to read through a four-page prom- promo materials. No, exactly. And so I'm an independent agent. I, uh, I'm associated with North American Health Plans. That's my what we call my... Uh, um, your umbrella, <laughs> my FMO, my yeah, my uh, field maintenance organization umbrella. So, but I represent uh, the different plans: Humana, Aetna, United Healthcare, Cigna, uh, Well Well Wellcare. Um, so, when I sit in front of somebody, I'm not representing one company and trying to promote that company. So, I'm I'm I look upon the person I'm sitting across from, and that's what I try to do: sit face to face. I'm representing them to find the plan. Uh, that would be most suitable for them. And I will say this when I mention the CMS. I'm not allowed to say best. Mm-mm. If I was to talk to uh, someone I'm visiting, and I don't know that they're a shopper, because CMS has shoppers out there, and if I was to use the word best, I would get written up. Because what's best for one is not best for another. So my job is to fact-find, find out medication that they're taking, doctors that they're seeing, um, would they like a program like Silver Sneakers so they could go to the gym as part of their program? <laughs> Stay but, healthier and use less insurance. That's a good idea. It, well, that's key. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, especially when it comes to Medicare, there are plans out there with, the, you know, on the Medicare Advantage side with a zero premium. Sometimes when I say that to folks, they say to me, Bob, what's the catch? <laughs> right? Now, obviously, there's no free lunch. Well, there is no catch. And this is why our mailboxes are inundated with solicitations. The government is paying the insurance companies for every... To take that risk. Exactly. (laughs) All for their back. Right. And it's also, it behooves the insurance company to manage the risk properly, to enhance a person's health so that they won't need the products they sell. Let's talk about the things that are now available that weren't available when you started in back in 2009, the changes you've seen in the marketplace for that, for our Asian population. We know that, as you said, 10,000 people a day are having that sacred birthday of 65. Right. So in 2009 versus affordable care versus Medicare now, what are some of the changes you've seen and what are the things people need to think about? And uh, also go ahead, if you will, and transition into why, why is it so important to pay attention to your mail? on an annual basis because of changes. Right. Well, and I'll segue to before Medicare. So the most significant changes where I was saying before is in the individual market. If you're an employer with an employer group-sponsored plan, uh, you're not impacted by the Affordable Care Act as those that do not have a a group plan. Mm -hmm. So um, in Georgia, we've reached the point where the marketplace the Affordable Care Act plans, there are three companies that are in Georgia, Kaiser, Ambetter, and Anthem Blue Cross. I represent two of those companies. So I help folks if they qualify for a subsidy, I, I help them get it. Um, but the ones that don't, I have clients who, before the Affordable Care Act, family might have been paying $800 a month for their plan. Now they're paying $2,100 a month. Mm. So the changes that you speak of, Michael, uh, are new plans that have come into the market, um, indemnity plans, short-term plans. So I represent a number of different carriers offering plans that are 
PPO plans giving uh, a beneficiary a greater uh, choice of doctors, providers, versus the only plans on the marketplace are HMO plans, and many doctors don't accept them. Mm. So now with the Affordable Care Act, people are finding that maybe it's the Unaffordable Care Act, (laughs) and also that their choices have been diminished, and their out-of-pocket expenses have gone up. So I feel fortunate that I'm, and speaks to where Bob cares, I'm able to show them alternatives that not only save them money, but give them options that they wouldn't have with the Affordable Care Act. Well, Bob, you now know it's the Unaffordable Care Act. Let's uh, take, take a little bit of break there. When we come back, I want to talk about advocacy uh, and people having partners to help themselves out. So uh, let's take a moment here and, and, and thank the BBA for helping sponsor this program. The Buckhead Business Association, of course, is a uh, founded in 1951 here by Buckhead business people to improve the quality of life in our community, and I, I think they've done a pretty good job. They have quite a few interesting activities for the business owners, leaders, and opportunists in the community with a weekly uh, breakfast. Uh, after hours events, we have a signature lunch, which is coming up here soon. We do our Taste of Buckhead, which is always a signature event. And, of course, the annual lunch every year where we have the awards for the most successful businesses in the community. We've got a Young Bucks organization as well as a, an Old Bucks organization, but it's a lot of fun. And if you're not part of that, go to BuckheadBusiness.org and look at how you might become a part of that group. Uh, also want to thank our friends at Serendipity Labs who provide the, uh, a lot of support for us here in the Atlanta metropolitan area with three locations open and soon to be a fourth. So stay tuned. That's Serendipity Labs. Uh, let's go back down to Bob Smith, who is um, – been in the insurance business now in Atlanta, do something he never wanted to do before uh, <laughs> since 2009, and he's actually focused on it. And, Bob, I noticed you do have that white or gray hair, uh, so I know that you're responsible for this. But let's move gears a little bit and talk about the advocacy part of how important it is to have not only one person understand, but in a couple, certainly, and if someone's now more widowed and divorced people who really have to rely on their children, their attorney, their best friend, their CPA, or Bob, their insurance man, to help them out. Right. Let's start out there. Talk about advocacy. Well, advocacy is important, and I take that role very, very uh, um, I'm focused on that role. So it's not just, you know, I also am involved with life insurance. And when you think of different uh, um, ways to protect yourself, be it life insurance, final expense insurance, uh, Medicare, uh, under 65, um, I'm part of a number of different groups, senior groups, groups like the BBA, Buckhead Business Association, and I'm trying to promote, quite frankly, uh, educating people that there are alternatives. There are still a lot of people that are so confused by health insurance that every day can pick up in our market the AJC and read that uh, most recently the state legislature has passed uh, uh, the uh, ability to have waivers but they haven't announced what those waivers are. <laughs> so that'll be magic, right? The wai- waiver, waiver can do anything. Exactly. They just don't know what they can do, huh? Right. So whether it be a waiver to help the folks that are getting subsidies, whether it be a waiver to, to uh, enhance the market to enable people who are on Medicaid to get benefits, but I don't see any of those waivers or talk about waivers that are going to help the people that are not qualified by income to get a subsidy. Those are the folks that need help. Those are the folks that I can help very much so. I think where advocacy comes in there, a lot of families are being ruined by medical expenses of their older uh, relatives and parents, as well as the children and many other issues which are not covered. If 
my insurance. And I've learned recently I was watching a case literally in a hospital where I overheard people talking in the lobby about the impact of having three or four people from a sort of extended family all involved in medical needs at the same time. And Mm. just the transportation, just the scheduling, just the opportunities to cause interruptions in daily life. So talk about how, how, how very important it is to make sure education and what the kind of sources are to help people out that are just ready to throw their hands up and, and do something other than cry. You know, um, great question. So what are their resources? You know, one is to reach out to an agent. Um, on the under 65 market, because of the changes in um, compensation, there are many agents that have left the industry. Uh, the insurance companies, because of the Affordable Care Act, have to give 85% of the uh, benefit or the premium to benefits, mm-hmm. and that has diminished the compensation for an agent. So agents have left the market, leaving a lot of folks looking for their, their past agent who's no longer doing health insurance. Um, on the Medicare side, you know, like you said, we're inundated with information. Uh, speaking to an agent that most importantly, I'll say, it's a free service. <laughs> There's individuals do not pay for the, for the service an agent provides, and it's a service that uh, one should avail themselves of. Um, obviously, I try to get the word out, uh, different organizations I'm a member of, uh, different advertising I do, different uh, using Facebook to, to an extent, uh, LinkedIn, I'm trying to reach out to everybody to let them know there's number one alternatives and it does not have to be complicated when you're dealing with a professional. So talking to our audience for a moment, we're, we're talking to everybody from a 21 year old, just a brand new uh, college graduate here in Buckhead to a, to a 75 year old. that's one of our prestigious business owners here in the city. How do folks really reach out and look at the marketplace Every day, what what, does, what are some of those good stories and some of those horror stories you hear about people getting a good a good deal or the right information or the right advocacy? Just give us some of those highlights of things you see. It's the, the true to life human interest stories, as we'll call them for a minute. All right. Well, one thing I'll say it's interesting the on young folks that I talk to, you know, who don't have insurance, and I've always asked the question, why don't you have insurance? Well, the answer is because I I've never needed it, and so <laughs> to those folks I say, let me have your crystal ball. Mine's broken. Mine told me how I got here to see you, but it's not telling me what happens when I leave here. So um, for a young person, health insurance could be very inexpensive. Not having it will be very expensive. Um, With the elderly folks, I'll say things happen. I have individuals who I provide cancer coverage to. I have one particular woman who husband was getting a job. She called me, says, Bob, I don't think I need the cancer coverage because I think my husband gets it from work. About eight months later, she called me to tell me, Bob, I have to tell you, I forgot to cancel the plan. It turns out my husband doesn't have critical illness coverage from work. And I was diagnosed with, with breast cancer. So hearing a story like that really, not that she had cancer, obviously, but knowing that I've helped somebody to provide her with the funds to cover what her insurance plan doesn't. Because some people think, be it Medicare, be it under 65, I have insurance. It covers everything. But no, that's not true. Well, I think the whole point there you're making is it's, it's best to read, but it's best to also be informed. It's best to also listen 
again, I'm going to focus back for the last circle. People need to reach out and understand their policy. Most people do not read the fine print. Mm. Uh, gosh, there's too much fine print out there. But bas- basically make sure you get covered. And, and back to the process of, I think, in my family, we've started looking at the three-generation process. We, we had the experiences. My, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my mother, my father, of course, passed away. We were looking at the situation as we go into the final part of life, but also beginning to teach my children, youth, how to look out what we were doing for them and also what we need to do for our generation because we're all getting older every day, I believe. Is that the way it works? I've heard that's true. And and the needs change literally by decade and by year and certainly by diagnosis. And diagnosis can come so quickly and so always unexpectedly. And and it's interesting you say that, Michael, because dental insurance, vision insurance, which a lot of people, you know, overlook, but things like dental insurance, seeing a dentist, things can be uncovered by a visit to the dentist so Preventive measures are so important. Um, personally, and I, I think I'd mentioned uh, I was in the candy business. I wanted everybody to eat and enjoy now and later. <laughs> now I sell health insurance. I want nobody to need it, but I want everybody to have it when they need it. Exactly, sure. And I'm a firm believer in prevention. People have to be responsible for, the, for their, themselves and their actions. Um, not to wake up one day and find, boy, I have an issue with obesity. Well, that didn't happen while they were sleeping that night. So I'm a strong advocate of, of what the insurance companies do, certainly on the Medicare side, to promote good health. And, um, you know, I've been a, an advocate of health my whole life. Quite frankly, I grew up as a kid watching my mother uh, in front of the TV with Jack LaLanne. I don't want to date myself. Many people might not know who Jack LaLanne is, but you know, He's one of those good-looking guys on TVs that women watch. Of course, yeah. he just happened to show them how to exercise. Too. Exactly. So, you know, that's so, so important. And now I take it to the next level where I can help folks that um, protect them, provide them with coverage, again, be it uh, critical illness, uh, hospital indemnity, things that happen that an insurance plan might not cover. And I'll, I'll, I'll mention one thing, uh, one word, observation. Now, this is becoming key. Well, I'll say two things, mystery billing and observation. Mystery billing. Mystery billing. It's something that Congress is taking up now. Um, Is that the $30 aspirin? Yeah. Okay. It could be something like that, but let's just say it's the emergency room, right? Mm -hmm. You go to the hospital, you go to the emergency room. At the hospital, they've taken your insurance card, but when you get the bill, you find out that the doctor in in the emergency room wasn't in your network. Right. A mystery bill observation. People think they're admitted to the hospital. Many times they're put in a room, but it's under observation. Insurance companies, most of them will not pay for observation. So it's things like that that I bring to my client's attention. And there are policies, hospital indemnity policies that do cover observation. And, And also the report back from the hospitals, they now have more insurance specialists that actually counsel with people. I've had that experience in the last few months where the insurance person not only do you check out, but they say, here's what we expect to happen, and here's what you need to do. Uh-huh. And they give you that little checklist. And, again, that's an advocacy role. No, very much so. And it's interesting because getting back to the insurance companies, if, God forbid, a person goes back into the, into the hospital, the government says to the Medicare Advantage companies, well, that, that money that we gave you each month, and that's how the policies can be at zero premium, mm-hmm. we're not giving it to you this month because – 
the beneficiary, you didn't manage the care properly. Right. Obviously, you know, you get a list and you don't follow it and you have some responsibility too. But again, it, it makes the insurance companies advocates. So back to our process, Bob cares and anything insurance is in Bob's world, right? Exactly. Long-term and, care? Um, not long-term care. Oh, okay. I, not long-term, not long-term care, care, but, but fine. Pretty well everything else insurance. Yeah. Back to, you and, mentioned vision and dental. Is that yeah. something you cover? And I take it back with long-term care. So long-term care has been a product where a lot of the companies have gotten out of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, they priced the, prop, the uh, product uh, incorrectly. Fact is, we're living longer. So we're living longer with things that at one time you know, ended our life. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the premiums were the actuaries came up with the wrong numbers. So they're addressing that. So long-term care is becoming very expensive, maybe out of reach for a lot of people. So there are companies, insurance companies, that have come up with living benefits in an insurance policy. So this way, you never lose the benefit where with long-term care, if you don't use it, you've been paying the premiums. With the life policy, obviously, if you don't use the long-term care benefit, that's good. But if you ever need the life insurance policy, it's there. So just to flush it out, you have vision, dental, uh, critical illness, uh, supplemental products, uh, voluntary products, uh, and under 65 individual plans, and Medicare. So, Bob, for all things insurance, almost all things insurance, how do people get in touch with you easily? Yeah, easily is to call me, 404 593 Nine six six three. If you, if anyone wants to email me, it's Bob Dot Smith. The digit four, the word health H E A L T H at gmail dot com. So it's Bob Dot Smith for health at gmail at gmail. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Now, as we wrapped up and we're ready about to go to the go to the I'll call it the commercial break, if you will. I know that you've been a Buckhead Business Association member for a long time, and since they're one of the sponsors and make this show possible through collaboration with the Pro Business Channel as their media sponsor, could you just take a minute or two and tell me your BBA story, your Buckhead Business Association story, how you got there, why you're there, and what your contribution is to and from the organization? Yeah, well, the the BBA um, is an organization that I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, from the breakfast once a week, uh, three three weeks, uh, three Thursdays out of the month, we we're, 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 uh, uh, we enjoy speakers from a variety of different topics, which keep me abreast of what's happening in the Atlanta and Georgia area. Um, from their signature lunches, where they recognize first responders as they're going to do with the the, uh, the the signature lunch coming up, uh, the next one coming up, um, helping in the community. Uh, having volunteers mentor younger folks, uh, having volunteers, uh, like this morning it was uh, announced again, as volunteers to clean a bridge. So it's folks that help the community um, in different... Both young and old. Young and old in, <laughs> in, in different capacities. And it's a great networking opportunity also. I've met many people from different industries. Um, it's always great to start a morning at a BBA breakfast with a guest speaker that I enjoy and fellow members and guests. Who bring and and or finish, show, finish some Thursday nights at an after hours at a great restaurant with members and guests and friends. Exactly. So, Bob, how long have you been a member? Um, I think it's been four years. And do you have a highlight 
of a, of a, of a, a membership activity or a personally personal experience you want to focus on a minute? Um, you're putting me on the spot. Ah, that's all right. No. Well, every mo- every Thursday morning you meet somebody new. We know that. So there you, there you go. There've been great relationships formed, and I'm sure there has been a reciprocal pro- reciprocity between you and many others in the group because you are a valuable asset to the organization. Appreciate Just seeing that. your smile at face and your and your good looking white hair makes everybody <laughs> feel a little bit better. So this is Michael Bohr here with Bob Smith, the Everything Insurance. Uh, Bob is a, gr- a great guy to, to hear and know and learn from. And, of course, he, he proposes advocacy and education to make life a little easier and better for us as we don't need insurance but sure are glad we have insurance. Mm-hmm. This is Michael Moore here for the Pro Business Channel, the Buckhead Business Show, and, of course, sponsored by, in part, Serendipity Labs, as well as our friends and our collaborative partner at the Buckhead Business Association. We will see you again for the next episode. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.